this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. If you live in Seattle, Washington, you can vote in this year's election from your smartphone. Uber is coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, plus Google I.O. 2020. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, January 24th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, and episode 51 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find in the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android. Also, on the uh, GNC Week in Review is on the iHeartRadio app for iOS or Android. Also on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you have a comment, suggestion, want to say hi, being on social media, and that all can be, or email, excuse me, that all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And top story this week. If you live in Seattle, Washington, NPR has learned that a King County Board of Supervisors election learned a King County Board of Supervisors election on February 11th will let all eligible voters cast their ballots by smartphone, the first time there's been an option in the country. You'll have the mobile voting option from now through the actual election day. The actual vote will require first entering your name and birthday on a mobile website, making your choice, verifying your submission, and providing a signature on your touchscreen. As the state votes entirely by mail, it's theoretically easy to catch abuse by looking for signature mismatches. The county plans to print hard copies of these ballots that both help with matching and create a tangible record. Excuse me. Uber has been available to has been available in every major North American city for a while, but not Vancouver, British Columbia. The city has refused to bow to pressure and even use undercover agents to make sure companies weren't flouting the law. However, even that last holdout has changed its ways. The province's Passenger Transportation Board has cleared Uber and its rival Lyft to operate in Vancouver, giving you two more options when you need a ride home from the Canucks game. Uber and Lyft were both quick to seize the opportunity, making service available as of today, January 24th. The approvals technically cover the whole of the Lower Mainland and the skiing destination of Whistler, British Columbia, although that wider permission only allows for drop-offs. The company only have permission to pick up passengers in Vancouver. Most other cities in the region, including Burnaby and Richmond, expect to offer licenses soon, though with Surrey being the notable exception. Google I.O. is Google's annual developer conference where it reveals some of the latest projects it is working on. And it was announced that Google I.O. 2020 will be held between May 12th through the 14th at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California. There was a cryptic puzzle revealing the dates and was solved within eight hours being posted and confirmed with a tweet by Google CEO Sundar Pichai. If you want to attend the event, tickets can go for $1,000 or even more. Thousands of contract workers around the world are responsible for blocking objectionable content on YouTube, 
if the massive video site's automated filters don't catch it first. It's grueling work, and some contract moderators are reportedly being ordered to sign a document acknowledging the job can cause post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. Accenture, which runs a moderation operation for Google-owned YouTube in Texas, distributed the document to workers on December 20th. This is according to a report Friday, or excuse me, today. From The Verge, the two-page form says workers might review, quote, disturbing videos and that moderating, quote, such content may impact my mental health and it could lead even to the and could even lead to PTSD. Also, the the Verge has reported the PTSD statement reportedly highlighted at the end of the forum. The forum was an Accenture document and not distributed at the video site's destruction at the video site's discretion, direction, excuse me, according to YouTube. YouTube spokesperson said in the email statement today, quote, moderators do vital and necessary work to keep digital platforms safer for everyone. We chose the companies we partnered with carefully and required them to provide comprehensive comprehensive resources to support moderators' well-being and mental health. Accenture said today that new hires are always asked to review and sign these types of documents, which seeks to foster environments where workers can let the company know if they need additional help, support, or accommodations. The company said in an email statement, Quote, the well-being of our people is a top priority. We regularly update the information we give our people to ensure they have a clear understanding of the work they do and of the industry-leading wellness program and comprehensive support services we provide. Accenture said the document was also reissued to existing workers, but there was no consequence for not signing the updated document. The iPhone SE2, or it could also be known as iPhone 9, will get into mass production next month for a potential March release schedule. The iPhone SE2 will be a budget iPhone for over for under four hundred dollars. Bloomberg also reported that the assembly work for the iPhone SE2 or iPhone 9 will be split among Han High Precision Industry. Pegatron Corporation and Wishtron Corporation. The new iPhone SE2 will follow iPhone iPhone 8's design with a smaller form factor, precisely a 4.7-inch screen, which is incredibly small and handy. The iPhone SE2 is also expected to feature the Touch ID. Over in the show notes today, over on CNET.com, every new movie and show on Netflix in February 2020. Um, for example, on February 1st, there is a Bad Bad Mom's Christmas, Dear John, The Dirty Dozen, Dirty Harry, uh, Police Academy, all Police Academies um, from the original to Police Academy 7. Um, on scrolling down, checking the site now. On February 19th, The Chef Show, Volume 3. Um, plenty more in the show notes that I'll have listed up in the show notes on GNCWeekly.com. And over on Lifehacker.com, what's coming to Disney Plus in February 2020. Uh, there is uh, Big Business on February 1st, Toy Story 4 on February 5th. Um, looking down to February 20th, um, Marvel Rising, Operation Shuri, and Marvel Rising, Playing With Fire. That's all the, mo- all the movies and uh, 
majority looks like movies um, over on, uh, I'll have a link up in the show notes from lifehacker.com. And finally, this is a short uh, new, short tech news week. So we're going to close out with finally, we all know about claw machines. Those machines are filled to the brim with toys, stuffed animals, et cetera. And if you ever want to play around on, uh, play around on, on one of them without hassle, the hassle of leaving your house or even stand up, well, Sega has launched a new mobile app called Sega Catcher Online that lets you do exactly that. Play on a real-life claw machine, also known as UFO Catchers, via a video feed on your phone. Also, the machine is literally located in Japan, and if you win something, it'll be delivered to you free of charge, but that doesn't mean you have to play to win. Prizes includes plushies, pillows, towels, and other anime-based collectibles, and a go on a machine costs between 100 and 200 Sega points. 130 points will cost you $2, although you can buy more at a discount. You can practice it for free. You can also earn points for other activities, such as logging in regularly, linking your phone, and so on. According to Sega, it'll take around a week around a week for your hard-won, hard-won bounty to be delivered to the U.S. You can get delivery for free each week or pay for extra deliveries with in-game currency. And that is the tech news for this week for Friday, January 24th, 2020. A very, 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 very light tech news week. Um, last week, uh, um, I was recuperating from CS 2020. There was no show the week before. Um, so a little bit, a little bit of light news this week. Hopefully next week will be a lot more tech news. Um, thank you so much for tuning in uh, for this week's episode. However, the show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also be sure to check out the latest tech news from geeknewshunter.com. Also be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewshunter.com slash live for the Geek New, Central, Geek New Central podcast. And then tune in on GNC Week in Review podcast, which publishes the episodes published every Friday evening at gncweekly.com. If you want to find out what I'm doing nowadays, please be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss, which is K, spelled K-I-R-K-C-O-R-L-E-S-S. So be sure to give me a follow. And I'll be back next time with another episode of GNC Week in Review Podcast. Till then, so long.